In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. We're continuing our study of the book of Hosea and the Old Testament. We started chapter one. We had the first two sessions. The first one is just intro. Uh, last time we actually went through chapter one, and then we'll start chapter two today. I can't promise you that we're finishing. We're going at the same pace, but uh, actually chapter two is more and more into it. But again, just an idea again for... Uh, that those who are you know, again, if you're if you're joining for the first time, uh, you have the the handout also. Uh, Old Testament, uh, the beginning of of uh, what we call the minor prophets, uh, and as I was saying last time, just uh, if we look at the 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 the, the um, um, parts of the Old Testament, and you see that three parts that are very very important. They all start with uh, Isaiah. Uh, Joshua and Hosea, and as you were saying last time, the three names are all rooted from the same, or the same, has, has the same root, which is uh, salvation or God save. God, the Lord saves. So Isaiah, uh, yes, yeah, 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 which is the the Lord will will save. Joshua uh, again, Yeshua, uh, Yeshua in Arabic the God's, God's saving and Hosea, the salvation of the Lord, the salvation of the Lord. So again, we we're talking about this last time that it's not just uh, uh, by, by, by chance, but the, the, it, it highlights the real purpose of the whole text and the whole Bible, which is the salvation. This is the, the whole thing. Uh, the book of Hosea, again, uh, just a quick uh, you know, review of what we've, what we've said the, the, the first time that uh, uh, um, uh, prophet that came through the time, as it says in, in chapter one, the, the, the kings of uh, Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, Hezekiah, uh, and Jeroboam, the king of Israel. He's mainly uh, directing his his message to Jerusalem to, to the northern kingdom which is Israel but also including in in it also the the southern kingdom we, we know as after David uh, King Solomon after Solomon the kingdom was split into two the northern uh, which is Israel and uh, Samaria is the capital and the southern which would be uh, Jerusalem or or Judah and Jerusalem as the capital of uh, of that uh the 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 whole idea again is the message from god to the people and to the land as you were talking before that as we read, we read chapter one that the whole land became uh adulterous and he's using that that analogy between the the the, the husband and the wife that the wife when she forsakes the husband then she is actually committing adultery and we we said this last time that that forsaking is equal adultery forsaking is just turning away from the lord so the idea is his it shows all all the love all the bitterness all the anger all the everything imagine again a husband that realizes that his wife is cheating on him and she's going away so the whole thing as we said is a message to the people through Hosea, and that's what we started last time. If you remember this, what we were talking about this, then when the Lord first spoke through Hosea, so he's speaking to the Israel, to the kingdom of Israel, and also to, to, to Judea, but through whom? Through Hosea. And saying what? That the land has been, exactly, the whole land has been. And so he's telling him, in order to do this, 
he, he's, 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 he's com, com, commanding him a very, very, very unusual thing is go and take for yourself a wife that is a prostitute and have children from her who are the children of adultery, right? And we were talking about this last, last week, uh, the idea of, of, of uh, uh, going out and bringing that person for one reason, which is what the, the person will come back again to, to God. As you will see later on, you see that, that you know, uh, uh, she will, she, he will take, as we we'll see today, actually in chapter two, how he will deal with that. It's all that analogy of God's love towards his people. And the analogy also that because my people have chose to go away and to turn their back to, against God, then they are like what? Like an adulteress that she left her husband and went and had children and living her life. So said, you know what? Out of love, I will do this. I'll bring her back. And you see through the chapter one, uh, the, the first chapter, the, 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 the three children that he had, you know, which is Lo Rahoma uh, in Israel or Israel and uh, Lo Ammi, which we said again that uh, no love, uh, no, not my people, and uh, Israel, which we said that the, the seed of the Lord, which, which again, Zara uh, in, 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 in Hebrew or in Arabic, which is Yazra, which is saw or to, to plant, and Il is, is God. So the, 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 the plant of God, which he is, is trying to, to, to make it the right seed and the right plant, but how it ends up as something wrong. And we've seen that through chapter one, how he is seeing this, but then again, as we said a couple of times, what we have as, as either flash forward or flash backward. So we, for example, um, in verse six, chapter one, she conceived again and bore a daughter and the Lord said to him, call her name, no mercy. That's the translation, the, 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 the actual name, which some of the, of the translation kept it in, in, in Hebrew, which is uh, lo rahoma. Uh, for I will no more have mercy on the house of Israel to forgive them all. But I will have mercy on the house of Judah and will save them. So here you see always that, okay, this is what's gonna happen, but also there is hope, there is salvation. My intention is for you to come back. I'm not just here to say that you made a mistake, you are uh, 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 punished and that's the end of it. And we'll see this more and more as we see in chapter two today. Again, another example is he ends the chapter, but again, yet the number of the children of Israel should be like the sand of the sea, which cannot be measured or numbered. And in the place where it was said to them, you are not my people, it shall be said to them, children of the living God. So here again, he's saying that, okay, at one point you are not my people, but actually the time will come that you will be always what? My people. See, you see that, that uh, in a way paradox, but again, it, 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 it states again how he feels, but also brings back what? The reality of the, the, the goal of that, which is, which is to bring people back again. So although at one point you were called, you are not my people, you will be called my people. And as you were saying last time, not only that, but he, the same place, in that same place where it was said to them, you are not people, you will be called my people. And I will bring you and it will be so and so and so. So this is what we are dealing with uh, as of last, last uh, chapter. And then you continue today with actually more and more of, of uh, God's thoughts. You can, you can if, if I may say that, like when you read the text, you're, you're trying to understand how God is thinking towards, again, a peop 
group of people or towards us, we always say again, the people, and, and if this is in the, in the, in the uh, uh, language of prophecy, but actually that is us, right? The, 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 the land, as we said in chapter one last time, we were talking about that the whole land, look at this in, in verse two, for the land commits great whoredom by forsaking the Lord. So now he's talking about what, not just the people or a person or what the land. The land. And you can, you can, again, compare this or bring this back again to our DNA now, seeing that the whole world forsook or left God, right? And, and, and coming. So you, you, you'll, you'll see in chapter two, again, what, is, what are his thoughts regarding that? And what, is, what are his intention? What does he do? How does he feel? This chapter two is beautiful to understand how God deals with us how God deals with us. And you, you'll see why when we, when we read it and we'll talk about it more and more. Again, what's his plan to bring back, to, to bring back his people back to, but to be what? To, his, to be his own. To bring back that, that wife that went out and commit adultery, to bring her back again to be his bride. So you see this in, in, in the chapter today. Let's read from one till uh, seven, first of all, and see what does that mean again. So Hosea chapter two, I'm reading from the ESV as we do always. Here, the Lord is speaking to Hosea. And, you know, we have to understand who is he talking to so we are not confused. Because again, like at one point, like I don't understand like what's happening. Who is he talking to and who is this and who is them and everything. So we'll go through it here as we, as we, uh, understand it. Say to your brothers, you are my people, and to your sisters, you have received mercy. Plead with your mother, plead for she is not my wife, and I am not her husband, that she put away her whoring from her face and her adultery from between her breasts. Lest I strip her naked and make her as in the day she was born and make her like a wilderness and make her like a parched land and kill her with thirst. Upon her children also I will have no mercy because they are children of whoredom for their mother has played the whore. She who conceived them has acted shamefully for she said, I will go after my lovers who give me my bread and my water, my wool and my flax, my oil and my drink. Therefore, I will hedge up her way with thorns and I will build a wall against her so that she cannot find her path. She shall pursue her lovers, but not overtake them. And she shall seek them, but shall not find them. Then she shall say, I will go and return to my first husband for it was better for me then than now. And she did not know that it was I who gave her the grain, the wine, and the oil, and who lavished on her silver and gold, which they used for Baal. Therefore, I will take back my grain in its time and my wine in its season. And I will take away my wool and my flax, which were to cover her nakedness. Now I will uncover her lewdness in the sight of her lovers and no one shall rescue her out of my hand. And I will put an end to all her mirth, her feasts, her new moons, her Sabbath and, uh, and all her appointed feasts. I'm continuing to reading for a reason. 
and I will lay waste her vines and her fig trees, of which she said, these are my wages, which my lovers have given me. I will make them a forest, and the beast of the field shall devour them. And I will punish her for the feast days of the Baals, when she burned offering to them and adorned herself with her ring and jewelry and went after her lovers and forgot me, declares the Lord. And just read one more, one more verse. And I wanna, that's why I want to stop at verse 14. Therefore, behold, I will allure her and bring her into the wilderness and speak tenderly to her. Let's stop at this point. Confusing text, maybe. Uh, very. How do you how do you how do you explain that? What do you think? Do you understand anything? First of all, <laughs> yes, yes. In a way, what do you think from the text itself? Judgment. Okay. And what else? Why is it judgment? I think, I think the woman is God speaking to his people, right? The Israelites? Yes. So he's saying all the things that will come, just like a just like the woman left her husband and went to seek other men. They left their Lord and went to seek idols and gods, right? So this is essentially judgment for what will end up happening. Judgment for what end up happening, which is again, the land went away and, and became in God's eyes, adulterous. Okay, what else? Yes, what else? The first verse is very much, like, you know how I'm guessing he's talking maybe for the first child whose name is Jezreel, which is the seed of God. Mm. He says, say to your brother, mm. my people, and what his name really means, mm. my people, yes. and your sister, who is not that's a very good point, Yamarna. Thank you for pointing this out. Actually, the, the so here he's talking to one of his children, right? One of the children of the, the, the adulterous mother. But the interesting thing when you look at the actual text that it is in plural. So say to your brethren or say to your brothers and to your sisters. So he's, 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 the message that he's talking to, again, as we said, that this is all analogy of the people of Israel, and not only the people of Israel, to the whole land, right? So he is saying to them, you know, remember the, 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 the last thing that he ended the previous chapter, which again, by the way, sometimes some other translations put verse one and two, uh, uh, sorry, put verse uh nine and 10 in first chapter as part of chapter two. So I don't know which, which, which translation you have, but sometimes you see that it starts with that they will be like the sand, like the, the, the sand of the, of the sea and so forth. So some, some translation has the end of chapter one as the beginning of chapter two. Why is that again? Because as we know from before, the whole text was, there is no division. The whole text was just like one text. And then later on, they start to divide and to, to, to put, 
chapters. But the idea again that he's continuing the, the 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 prophecy that okay you're gonna have a wife that wife will 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 will, will uh, give birth to 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 the to the three children but in a way all those are symbols for everybody else so he that's why when he talks about the plural he's actually using them to send the same message to everybody else to your brothers and your sisters but that what is the message at that point here you look at at something very important that that instead of he's saying that her name will be Lo Rahoma, no mercy or no love, and his name will be Lo Ammi, no, not my people. He starts to, to, to address them by what in, in the beginning of the chapter here. My people and mercy. And that's what I'm talking about. You see that although it is judgment, yes, but that judgment again for one purpose, which is the hope of the restoration again. Right, so he's still holding on to the fact and to the idea that you know what I don't want him to be destroyed. I don't want him, and you see this again. That's why I ended with with verse fourteen, which is how he was going to deal with them. I will take her to the wilderness. I will elude her. I will talk to her, right? And I will I will I will try to convince her that I love you, right? But back again to the to the beginning of the chapter here, which is. Uh, uh, a very interesting text. Say to your brothers in plural, you are my people and your sisters, you have received mercy, right? Which is again, it, it, it's puzzling. Like you're just saying that they are not and they will not end it. But the, the, the idea again of the, on the goal of this, that he was, he's again, he's doing, and this is one very, very important fact that whatever God is dealing with us, that he's dealing with us in order at the end to bring us back to him again which sometimes is not quite clear. Like, why is God punishing me? Why is God doing this to me? Why God doesn't? And we will see from the text itself that yes, he allows certain things to happen, but the end goal for him is to do what? Is to call you back. You are my people. You are my people. You're not going to get stuck at, at not my people, unless you want to, unless you refuse. So yes, Billy. This is what will happen, but there is a still, still a chance if you repent, okay. right? This is because again, from the text, I will do this. I will, I will make her the right. Uh, I'll make her as in the day she was born. I will strip her naked. I will do so again. The idea that you know what, you know what, I'm trying and trying and trying and trying in order for you to come back to me. But if you don't, that's what will happen, right? But one thing very important here that he actually starts, you know, if you look at this as, as his idea again is to bring that wife that went away back again to her husband, okay? If you think of it this way, from the text here, what are the steps that he's taking? He's talking to the, to the, to the children, right? Go tell your brothers and sisters, go talk to your mom, see? But with that, within that, he actually starts to give them like actual steps. The first step is what? As I just said now, speak. Plead with your mother, right? Why is that, do you think? Doesn't she know? 
the trees she's out doesn't she know that she the trees the trees uh, uh, cheating on her husband doesn't she know that she is becoming uh, an adulteress what do you think why is the first step speak yes From whom? There's always verbal warnings, okay? Okay, so in, in, a, in a corporate mindset, there's always that verbal, uh, 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 yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. First one is uh, just don't do it again. <laughs> Second one is written, third one here. <laughs> right. So, but, but, but brings up something that's very, very important that unless we hear, we are not, sometimes we're not paying attention, right? Yes. It's well known, you know, who wouldn't know that, you know, that I'm leaving my husband's uh, 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 life and, and house and everything and I'm going to do this. But, but here is again, the, the, the importance of the word of God, right? Because when they speak to her, they will speak whose words? Right, because he said this from the beginning, say to your brethren, so tell them what I am saying, right? So this is one very, very important point and the beginning of of the return and the beginning of staying not only the return but somebody will say okay Abuna, we're not like that thank god we're always here we're 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 you know we're not we cannot compare but in a way we can because we know why we can compare ourselves with with this character here because i'll, I'll explain this a little bit later here the actual problem wasn't just like forsaking god as it says but as we read more and more you understand what was that main problem but number one for anybody in any situation, in any level, whether you're in or out or this or that, the first thing that is very, very important is to do what? To, to listen, to listen. What is God saying? And who is God saying through? Here was through Hosea in the beginning. And then now he, it is through whom? Her children, her children, right? Go tell your brothers and sister, go to talk to your mom, right? And say to your brothers, you are my people and your sisters, you have received mercy, plead with your mother. The mother is always what also? A symbol of what? Nurturing and understanding, right? So, so if the nursing is, is spoiled, the food will be spoiled, right? And if the mother is, is not faithful, what she will teach her children will be unfaithfulness, right? So he is saying, go to the origin. Why didn't he say, just go fix yourself? Like, why didn't he continue the text? Say to your brothers, your people, your sister, you have mercy and start to obey and start to, and start to give them commandments. He said that in the beginning as a matter of hope, but then he went straight to what? To the, to the source. And that's something very, very important. You see this more and more as we read the text also. If you want to get fixed, go to the source. Right? If you want to have return, if you want to be making sure always that you are on the right path, always go to the source. Right? What are we being nourished by? As I was talking last Sunday, you know, that homemade food that God has given us. Right? If I leave my house and not being fed by my mother's food, then the other alternative is not always the best, right? right? So here it comes very, very clear. Plead with your mother or say to your mother, bring charges against your mother in the New King James, right? 
So you're, you're saying is number one, number two, you're doing what when you're, when you're, when you're pleading or when you're bringing charges to the mother, He's, you're, you, what are you saying? Warning or actually asking her to do what? To, to come back, to evaluate, right? Like take, take some time and see what, what's happening. Right? Like what, where are you at? What are you doing? So talk, speak, and she needs to listen. Number two is what? Kind of push her to evaluate. Push, push yourself to actually find out what's happening with you, right? The, 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 um, the actual word of plea is to, is to strive, to contend, to conduct a case or a, or a, or a legal suit. So it's more of not just talking, no, you're actually what asking her to do what? To be very, very specific and very, very uh, uh, intentional and, 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 and going through exactly, again, imagine if you're building a case, right? Like what happened to you? What happened that you ended up leaving your, your, your husband and you are committing adultery in the street? So, and, and you see this is again as, as the source of that, like, okay, number one is, is the message has to be heard, right? And that's again, that's why we always say one of the main reasons we have to have a, a, a persistent and continuous relationship with the scripture that we're always listening to what he's saying. If I miss my Bible reading, I'm not listening to him, right? If I just take it, we're just talking about this um, on Wednesday in the Bible, in the, in the, in the prayer meeting, we're saying that I was quoting some uh, text from St. Cyril of Alexandria about the Passover. And in, in a beautiful uh, text, he's saying that why did the Lord ask the people not to eat or to eat the Passover roasted, not, not uncooked? Hmm? Raw food is bad. Exactly. That's what, that's what St. Cyril exactly is saying. The raw food you cannot digest. You cannot, you cannot eat it. You cannot taste it. It tastes horrible it gets you sick so he sincere of alexandria can link this with our relationship with the scripture if you are taking it from the surface as if you are eating raw food it's not going to help you it's not you're not going to be able to digest it versus eating cooked exactly 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 yes. not consuming incorrectly yes Yes. It will keep cleansing. Right. Yes. So yes. The idea is how do I approach, right? The one that eats its raw food is not with the intention that actually, no, I should cook this first, right? So he, he, the idea is not, yes, I can be, this is my level now, but I am pursuing that I want actually to taste a nice cooked meal, right? I'm not just only because I'm lazy or I don't know how to cook or I don't want to, I'm just going to get by with raw and that's it, right? So the intention that, no, I want to actually dig deeper. I want to, to reach the level of the food that I can, I can digest, right? So here he's asking again, asking the, the, the children and talking in the plural because this is again, the land in general, 
to go and talk to your mother. Go to the source. And number one, make sure that she is listening. Number two, make sure that she is building a case. Meaning what? Going again in a very, very specific way. Details, like what's happening? What's happening? And then number three, something that's more important, which is what? The, the, the continuation of verse two. She, and let's read two again. Plead with your mother. Plead for she is not my wife and I am not her husband. So, so here you see the what? Rejection, like, I don't wanna know you. You're not my wife anymore, right? Although in the beginning he said that you're still, you are mercy and you are love. But here you can see, I still again, as we said last time, you see that flash forward, that here's how I feel now, but, but going forward, this is my goal to bring you back and to really become this. So plead with her, I'm not her, for she is not my wife, I'm not her husband, that she put away her whoring from her face and her adultery from between her breasts. Here you see the external and the internal. This is the idea of that. The face is what's obvious to the people, right? But between the breasts, between in, in the heart is what is the, the actual reason for why she is committing adultery, right? At that time, it's well known that, 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 that the prostitute and the adulteress will, will put certain kind, till now, you know, just the face, you can tell, you know, in a way that, you know, with, with certain uh, 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 look or whatever that, that the outside can tell. But he's not saying only cleanse the outside, but do what? Go deeper into between the breasts, like in the heart, the things that are hidden, right? You have, to, you have to reach that in order again to be, to come back, to be my wife and I will be your husband. You need to what, dig deeper, dig deeper. And that's one thing that sometimes again, we don't do, right? Like how often do we really dig deeper into like, what is the main problem? What is the main problem? In this case here, let, let's jump forward so I can get you more engaged. In, the, in this case, read, uh, read verse, Five and see based on this what is the actual reason for her committing adultery. For their mother has played the whore. She she who conceived them has acted shamefully. For she said, "I will go after my lovers who give me my bread and my water, my wool and my flax, my oil and my drink." So what is he saying here? She's saying that the reason for her to commit adultery is what. Exactly, exactly. She's getting things from her lover. She's getting what she needs from the wrong source. And how is that? How would that relate to us? Right, right. When we try to get whatever we want from any other source other than God Himself, and that's that's what I was talking about earlier. This is the actual problem. This is the actual problem because he's pointing out here something very, very important. Baal, which is the God that, that they are worshiping here, was actually the God of fertility, which means the God of provision, providing, right? And, and not only that, to the point that, that they, they start, because they are so much indulged in that, they start to make whatever is important to them, they make it what? A God. I was just listening to something. They make a God for wheat a God for wine, a God for fire, a God. Why? Because they are actually depending on that and they are really, and this is the whole idea about, about uh, paganism, 
right? That you, you, you're so much attached to something and you, you, you think that, that you are depending on that. So that thing becomes a God for you. And they will actually make it a God and make, make an idol out of it, right? Which in a, in, in a way, the same thing that's how we, we, we function now, right? So the idea of her here, that's why they, they forsook God and they left because they wanted to have the source of provision from other sources other than God himself. That's basically- so, I have a question about- um, Yes. Like what, what, what you just said about you know, having false, false gods. Like for example, like I, I use my car to get to work every day, right? Um, so like I need it, I depend on it, but like how do I avoid making it a false god? Okay. Okay. Uh, we, we, we were talking about this also when we had the Bible, the, the book club here. The idea of, again, the idea back again to that being part of the world, but not from the world. Meaning, again, I, we, we all have everything that we are attached to and we need it for, for our day, uh, daily uh, life. But, but how much are we attached? How much this is giving me the security, right? As when we do the financial thing with the pre-marriage, like what does money mean to you, right? Is it security or is it joy or is it identity or is it control, right? What is it? How much I am, again, there's nothing wrong with having money. There's nothing wrong with, with excelling and making good income and, and everything. But how much I am depending on that, right? Or how much I can actually make those as gods and God is always a God. Meaning again, that I can, can in a way worship all those things, but I will satisfy myself and make my, myself feel good because I come on Sunday and spend a couple hours. See the idea? So I'm not really, well, okay, here I am. Like I'm living my life, I'm depending on this and this and that, but I'm still, I'm giving God a couple hours a week. That's very good. Like what else does he want from me, <laughs> basically, right? Or somebody might, might actually, okay, you know, I'm still depending on everything and everything is really my, my, my source of, of security, but you know what? I'm paying my tithes. I'm, I'm, com I'm committed to, to pay some money here and there. So, so I should be fine, right? Again, remember, Albert, the whole, the whole, the whole, point of, of Hosea is the love, is the love, it's not an obligation, is the love, and as we will see this, he will take that wife and take her to the wilderness and, and, and start that love story back again with her, right? He doesn't just want a wife at home, he wants a lover. That's why that, that book is very, very important because if we don't see it from that view, it becomes again, okay, well, I, 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 I believe in this and believe in that and I'm attached to this and this and that, but I'm, you know what, I'm praying, I'm doing my prayers and I'm fasting and it becomes just like a, like a very, 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 it's not life. It's not life. You know, a good, healthy husband and wife relationship is based on love, that love will continue, right? And it's not just tasks, not like, okay, here's my role and here's your role. It's not going to be like that. It won't. It won't continue like that. Right. So, so the point here again is no. I, I, I don't just want you to, 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 to. And that's what he said several times in the Old Testament. You know, I don't want you like stop lifting your hands, stop offering sacrifices, stop worshiping me. I don't even want you to worship anymore, because you're doing this from the outside, but your heart is, is not with me. As if you are fooling God. Okay, what? 
I, I you know everything that I'm attached to is in this world, but you know what, I'm, I'm, you'll be okay and I'll be okay if I just give you a couple hours here and there. I said, that's not a relationship. That's why later on he says, you shall, not, you, you shall no longer call me Baal, but call me my man or my, or my husband. And that's a huge thing. We'll, we'll, we'll stop at it if we, if, we, if we have time today. The idea of what's the difference between Baal and between husband, we'll, we'll discuss this. But it, he's bringing, bringing a beautiful, beautiful uh, text in, in, verse, in verse 16. Let's just, since we're talking about it, let's just bring it up here real quick. But I'm not going to talk about it now because that's a whole thing by itself. But again, the, the idea of, of as he is restoring that wife, he says, and there I will give her vineyards and make the valley of Accor a door of hope. We'll talk about this. And there she shall answer as in the days of her youth, as the time when she come out of the land. And then in 16, and in that day, the day of restoration, the day of salvation, declares the Lord, you will call me my husband and no longer will call me my bow. In Arabic, which again in Arabic and Hebrew, Baal is still husband. So what's the difference? But there's huge difference. There's huge difference. Master, not just master, not that authoritative. No, you're the one that I belong to. We're the one that we are both one. See again, the idea of, of love. And sadly, a lot of times when we, we never think about the relationship with God based on the, on the love story. We never do. How often we really think of that relationship like, you know what, he's my bride. I'm his bride and he's my bridegroom. That's why if you jump to Revelation at the end, it ends with this, right? The bride will say, amen, come. Because that's the whole thing. The, 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 the end of the scripture ends with that mindset. That the bride is waiting for the bridegroom. She said, amen, come. What does it take to do this? I think those steps are very important that he's telling the brothers to go and talk to the mother. To find out, number one, to hear the message, the message of love. Again, it's not just a message like, you know what, you commit adultery, you're going to go to whatever, and then you're out, and you're gonna, I'm going to punish you. No, it's not, that's not what it, what it, what it means. It means that I'm hurt because I'm your husband and you went outside. It means that you need to build a case to find out, to dig deeper, to find out what is it. Again, marriage, guys, marriage is commitment, right? It's not like, okay, we, we, we were thinking about this now, but you know, I might change my mind next month. Like, no, then you're not ready. Our relationship with Christ has to be with that commitment. In everything, in every decision that I make, in every day, I have to renew that commitment every day. When a husband and wife wake up every morning and say good morning to each other, say I love you to each other, kiss each other, that's a commitment. That we are renewing that promise. We are living the fact that we are together. But how often do we do this with God? That's a different story. And that's why in the text here, you see that he's actually, okay, you know what, I'm going to deal with you. <laughs> so uh, yes, it sounds, Peter, as if it is, it is judgment, but actually, you know, it's, it's still out of love. 
based on the text itself, look at what he says he will do. So after he gives those three things to the, to the, to the children, to go talk to her, build the case, ask her to find out what is the actual purpose. Why are you going outside? Why are you committing adultery? You think that you're gonna go, your lover will give you the wheat and the wine and this, you know what, you're gonna go and you're not gonna find it. Just take it from me, promise. You know, don't go after things that will never give you anything. And also he comes with, 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 as I said earlier, you kind of understand how God is dealing with us because look at the text itself again. After he says, plead with your mother and so on. So lest I strip her naked, I strip her naked, which I will expose her, right? And make her as in the day she was born and make her like a wilderness and make her like a parched land and kill her with thirst. In the original, actually, um, um, a little bit different, a little bit different. Let me read it from here because it's it's uh, it's a little different in, in 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 the translation, which makes more sense. So I'll uh, cheat and give you the actual meaning or the actual. So it says, say to your brothers, my people and to your sisters, pitied or mercy, contend with your mother, contend for she is not my wife and I'm not her husband. So she will turn away her harlotries from before her and her adulteries from between her breasts. Lest I strip her naked and establish her like the day of her birth. Bring her back again too. So yes, like, like who you are, right? And make her like the wilderness. Set her like a dry land and kill her with thirst. In, 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 in another translation says that I will, will, will become like, a, like a, a, a wall of thorns around her. And I'll build a wall. She's not gonna go anywhere. And again, as I said earlier, a lot of times this is, it, it gives us a way of understanding how God is dealing with us. Yes. Yes. Right. Yes, build a wall. Yes, that's continuation of the same thing. That, that's what I that's what I meant. Again, what is he doing to her? Right? He's he's and, and, and a lot of times, you know, again, this is the explanation of what God or how God deals with us. A lot of times you feel like you know what he's just putting a wall in front of me, right? Which means again, there's a reason for that. Thorns meaning what? I will hedge up her way with thorns. The thorns will cause what? Pain, right? So again, back to your point, Peter, is this judgment or this is love? What is he trying to do here? Not only discipline, hmm? not only progressive <laughs> discipline. In a way, yes, but for a purpose, which is what? To bring her back or to make her realize that what, she, what you're doing is wrong and make her, make her, again, that's why later on he goes, okay, I will take you, right? But the idea again, that maybe God is, is dealing with us in, in, in different stages of our lives. And sometimes it might look like this is what's happened, right? Hedging a thorn and building a wall and, 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 and cutting the path, like you know, nothing is happening. You no, know, I can't see, like there's no end of this, right? But he's, he's continuing to give again, the same message, which is in from the beginning, the Lord is speaking through Hosea, that you know what, you are taking the wrong, path come back again 
come back again. Yeah, How often or what? Yes, Albir. No, sir. Sorry, I apologize. No, it's okay. Excuse me. I'm speaking from behind me. Go ahead. Sometimes God uses like suffering to bring us closer to Him or to fix something about us that wrong that we're doing like job right like he used you know he allowed satan to to make job suffer so that to bring him to humility which he liked yes definitely the, the idea again of, of making her realize that you know what you're doing is not gonna get you anywhere right so sometimes he uses this in in hard way in a harsh way in order for her, in order for us to realize that something is wrong. Right? But the question always comes when you think of it this way that, okay, what if we don't realize? Or what if we realize, but we can't take the thorn and, and whatever he's bringing in front of us to bring us back can be a cause for us to, to go further. What do you think? Right. Yes. Not give you more than what you can handle. Right. Yes. Yes. And and this is one thing. And what something also that's important also with this is what. So not only that he doesn't give you more than what you can handle, but there's another thing also. That you can still even understand from the text itself. Going back to the pleading. Going back to pleading. Going back to listening. Mm -hmm. Right. So when he puts the thorns, he's still giving the message. Right? And that's what Jeremiah said, that he will do what? He will scourge, but he will heal. Right? Was it ever like a bad thing that happened to you? Something that God's telling you? God allows things to happen. He's not the source of bad things, but he allows things to happen in order definitely to, to, to get us to pay attention. Right? Maybe you are depending so much on so and so. Right? And then at one point, okay, that's not going to be there anymore. Like, how could you take this away from me? Right? This is, this is all my life. This is the whole meaning of everything. But maybe at one point, you know, that thing becomes actually instead of God. So God will put that wall, you know, that, okay, you can't, you can't, you're, you're not going anywhere. Right? But sometimes instead of understanding this, we keep banging our head against the wall. Thinking it might open. <laughs> but but the thing again that that it's very, very important to understand that that he definitely and, and for sure, yes, he allows us to he, he scourge with one hand or he crushes with one hand, and with the other hand he does what? Heals, right? He heals. But sometimes we we still we still we can't take it. That's back to what Albert is saying, you know, probably a big part of it because of, of humility. That we can't stand that something is taken away from us. Whatever that is. But that's, that's exactly what St. Paul says at one point, that we need to what we are dying of ourselves every day. We are crucifying ourselves every day. Why? In order to realize that those things that we are, that are really making, making us depend on, on them, that we actually 
step by step realize that that's no, I can actually, I can separate myself from them, right? But the separation will never come unless also there is always, as we always say, there is substitution, right? Like I can just kind of withdraw, <laughs> go through withdrawal symptoms without having the replacement, right? And that's why it's important for him again, go and say, go and plead, go and contend, right? So there is always that message that's happening, right? And that's why we understand, again, this is what even, you know, the fathers would see, like the difference between, again, between Peter and, and, and Judas, right? God was dealing with, with, was both, with both of them in a way to bring them back, but big part of, of Peter coming back again, that he was part of what? Part of a group, part of a fellowship. He didn't take himself or isolate himself out. So even though when, 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 when he hit the wall, he had the people who were encouraging versus Judas that he totally took himself out and said, no, I, this, is, this is so shameful. This is so bad. I'm just going to deal with it myself. And that's why we always say this is the importance of, of, of fellowship, of groups like that, right? That maybe I'm coming today and maybe the Lord is really putting thorns in my life, right? But when you come and hear something here, you know, God is speaking to me because of, of, of whatever in a certain way, like, okay, that actually gives me some hope, right? I start to look at it from a different view. It's not like, okay, I'm not alone. I'm not just like okay, being punished for no reason, right? So he starts to say, okay, this is, again, this is how I'm dealing with you, but for the purpose that I want you, again, remember that this is the mother, right? And she, her, 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 her uh, place is back home again, where she belongs, right? He's restoring her. He's bringing her back, even though that might be painful, as he says here. For the mother has played the whore. She who, she who conceived them has acted shamefully. For she said, again, this is the purpose. She said, I will go after my lovers who give me my bread and my water. This is the problem. That instead of having God as the main sole source of provision, we start to find our provision from other places. But as, as you hear, again, it says, therefore, uh, uh, in verse, yes. <laughs> it says, uh, no, in verse, yes, in verse seven. Look at verse seven. She, she shall pursue her lovers, but not overtake them. And she shall seek them, but shall not find them. So whatever you're asking for, she will not what? Find. Right? Then she shall say what? This is beautiful. Let me do what? I will go and return to my first. What does that remind you? I'll go and return. Prodigal son. Exactly. Let me go and return. See how it hits the bottom, right? It's like nothing. She can't find anything. She shall seek and shall not find. She shall pursue their lovers and not overtake them. Everything is dry. There is nothing. And then at that point, she will see what? Let me go and return to my first husband. It's beautiful. You, you see that and you, you, you read it and you say like, wow, this is really a love story. 
But this is our story. Right? A lot of times, and you tell me, a lot of times, you know, because of too many things, we, we, although we hit that level, but we never come back and say what? Let me return to my first husband. Why would that be? Pride. What else? Shame. Shame, yes. How can I go back to my first husband? I can't. Maybe we're expecting, like we're expecting what? a punishment, Abuna. <laughs> we're not expecting punishment. You know, we're not expecting yes. like comfort. Fear. Fear, right. Fear of punishment. Let me, I don't want to go and talk to Abuna. <laughs> right. Let me just avoid fear of, of punishment. Yes. And that's why in the beginning of the chapter, again, he said, well, here is my statement. You are my people and you are to receive mercy. What else? Pride, shame, fear. What else? Distractions. Distractions. Right. And that's a very common one. I just, I was talking about this one time is, is, is we, we, we make the, the abnormal normal. We normalize things, right? Imagine again, in this particular situation, a wife that commits adultery and that becomes her life, right? And because of all those things, then can psychologically convince herself that this is what? I can adapt. We're very good at adapting sometimes. It's the wrong way. I adapt to that new life. But again, that's that's not that's not that's not the, the the point, and that's why he doesn't even stop at this point. As we will see, he will go further. I'll go further. But I think we need to be aware of those of all those things, and we need to be really, really aware of of his his plan. And again, as I said early on in the beginning, this is how he is dealing with us. For to get us to reach the point that I will go back to my first husband, because it was better than then. Now, it's an amazing verse, amazing verse, and I think all of us, all of us, if we really think about it and see what is then and what is now, then is what? Then is that first love? Then is the time that we really experienced him? Then is the time, even if we have never experienced him, then is the time that we were created on his image. Right, but I'm sure that all of us experience that at one point that we can really say it's better than than now. Right, but it's 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 amazing how how just avoiding that makes us stuck. As I was talking one time, stuck in the in the now, stuck in the now. And again, he's coming here with all the with all the love, like what I'm your husband. You cannot stuck at the now, whether you're shameful or whether you're afraid or whether you're distracted or whether you, you're, you're prideful, just whatever that is, know that there is, come back, come back home. I'll be waiting. And again, exactly, the, the prodigal son, you see again, the same language of the scripture, right? Like Christ, when he, when he, when he gave that, that parable, he's not inventing something. It's all there, all in the scripture. Come back again. And said, I will. And the same thing, when he was in need, he came. The same thing here. When she was pursuing her lovers, but she couldn't take anything from them, she said what? Let me go back. 
Go back to my first husband. Yes. Yes, yes. Same mindset. Song of Solomon. Uh, Song of Songs, which is again, it's all about love story and how that went away and how he's calling her, come to me, show me your face, let me hear your voice. I'm drunk in love with you. Right? So yes, yes, definitely, definitely. But I think, you know, again, I always say, and I'll continue to say this, when it comes to this, unless we really are eager to experience that kind of relationship, we'll be stuck in the now. Unless we know, again, how much there is someone that loves us, loves me, not us, loves me, <laughs> personal. And, and, and being eager to, to taste that love, we'll be stuck. And the more and more life goes on, the more we're stuck. And the more and more we even forget who was that first husband. <laughs> Imagine if, if someone like, I can't even remember. <laughs> I don't know what he looks like. I don't know the way back home. I got lost. That's why, again, we still need to, for someone to keep telling them, go and plead, go and speak. Then whenever we go, we come back again and find that here is the way, here is the way. It, it's a beautiful, beautiful text, beautiful text. I think, you know, you know just if we, if, we, if we stop at this point today in verse uh, seven, and let me, and I, I really pray that we all can spend some time to, 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 to listen, to evaluate, and to hit on the actual reason. Why are we committing? And, and forgetting our husband. And then we all come back again. Then she shall say. And here again, notice that he's speaking on her behalf. Right? That's, that's the hope. And that's like, I will do this to you. Right? Yes, I will let you do this. I will build the hedge uh, with thorn. I will build the wall. I will do all those things. But at the end, you will reach that point, which is what? I will go and return to my first husband, for it was better for me than, than now. Thoughts? That's it. That's it. What's for the week is I think verse, verse seven. Knowing again that whatever we're pursuing that is not gonna give us, right? Again, I'm not saying to stop doing things or whatever, no, but the, the mindset and, and the trust that really whatever we are, whatever we are calling Baal, right? That God cannot stay on the same shelf as God. I was saying this uh, last couple of weeks ago, that, that story of the uh, person from uh, the Far East and she, she, she accepted Christ and somebody went to visit her and he saw on her, shelf in the, in the living room, uh, a statue of Buddha, and this and this and that, and then statue of Christ also, Jesus. Like, what is he doing here? So all, I, believe in, I believe in him. So like, what are the rest? Like, he is one God like the other gods. And as, as crazy that is, and as funny and as, you know, but a lot of times that's what we do. Like we just have him as, you know, as my, relationship and as my money as as myself and as this and this and this and this and that he's also on the same level another god 
That's why again later on he said, do not, you're not gonna call me Baal, but you call me my husband, my man, only one, the only one. So I think if we if we if we if we focus more and pray more about this and, and take an action actually, how can I go and return to my first husband? What does it mean? It's different for each one of us. But we have to be intentional about it. We have to like know, we have to, whatever that means, whatever that means, go return. Go and return to my first husband, for it was better for me than, than, now. than now. Amen. Any other questions or comments? Yeah. Keep take this, read it again, pray with it, and 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 ask God to really move the heart towards that. Like read it with that mind of an actually a bridegroom that's waiting for us to come back to him. And it will never come unless he plants that love and he plants it. Again, remember, we were talking about this last time, Israel, the seed of the Lord. Right? Yes. By the way, you know, one of the understanding of Baal as the, as, the, as the God of fertility, that he will fertile the land and that the land will bring forth the fruits and everything. And that's why later on you see that the, 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 the produce of the land became actually against you because the purpose, the reason for that and the source of that is what is Baal, not God. So whatever he's planting, right? And this is the lie that, that he's the liar, that he, oh, I'm gonna plant, I'm gonna give you all the fruit that you want. But at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's the wrong seed. It's the wrong seed. It can never, it can never be fruitful and, 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 and satisfying at all. Okay. Let's pray and then we can conclude. In the name of the Father and Son, the Holy Spirit, one God. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank you, Lord, for your words, for your spirit, for your love, Lord, that beyond our understanding, Lord, that a lot of times we don't really realize, we don't think of how much, Lord, you're waiting for us to come back to you, Lord, as our first husband, Lord, to come back to you, Lord, and just throw ourselves and empty ourselves under your cross, under your feet, and Lord, say just, uh, we cannot do this without you, Lord, just come and Bring us back, Lord, even by force, even if you drag us, Lord, back to the house, Lord. But don't let us uh, go astray. Don't let us go and commit adultery outside, Lord, while you're waiting for us. Praying for my brothers and sisters, Lord, praying for all of us that we can really have that faithfulness that comes from you, Lord, that uh, we declare and say that you are the Lord of Lord and God of God. Praying for those who are away from you, those who do not know you, those who uh, want to leave you, Lord, and... Uh, Leave all the love, leave all the, 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 the glory, Lord, that you can reveal yourself. And even if it means to, uh, to, 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 put a, to build the wall or to put thorns, Lord, but whatever it takes, Lord, just bring us back to you. Allow us to stay in the field, Lord, as you promised and as you asked Ruth, Lord, to stay in the field, don't go outside. Thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy, your love, calling us your people, Lord. Hear our prayers, supplications, prayers of all your saints. Hear us when we say, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thank you, Abuna. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. Thank you, Abuna. Thank you, Abuna. See you, guys. Thank you.